We're not going to allow bad things to happen to our country anymore. Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. Part of my French, but can someone remind pop stars from Britain that we had a little skirmish that turned into a war back in the 1770s in which we became independent of Britain and we kicked their arses. Yet, I'm seeing here them still wanting to meddle in our colonies, which are now 50 states. English pop singer Harry Styles is participating with Mike Bloomberg-affiliated Every Town for Gun Safety Student Demand Action. And he's going to be donating $1 million in tour proceeds to secure more gun control in America. Usually don't care what Teen Vogue has to say, but they are reporting that as of yesterday, actually as of today, Teen Vogue, the 27th, the Styles decided to join forces with every town following the May 24th, 2022 Ovade school attack that left 21 innocents dead. 21 innocents dead because we don't secure the border, because a door was left open, because it was a FUBAR response by the police and they didn't go in, they were too scared and the teachers didn't follow the protocol for safety anyway, which was put in place because of the porous border of one partly because of the increase in violence in Texas because of the poor southern border. So I don't know where this money is going to go. Bloomberg, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just money laundering, really. Is it really going to uh, control guns? Newsflash to all of you living in your ivy towers and are totally disconnected from what's really going on in reality. Criminals are called criminals because they commit crimes. Crimes are defined as breaking the law. And if you have gun laws, law-abiding citizens won't be armed, but criminals who commit crimes and don't abide by the law will. Therefore, this is nothing more than virtual signaling and a big fat tax deduction. I don't know the UK tax code, but I understand they have deductions similar to the ones in the US tax code. Now, folks, it seems to me that everyone wants their 15 minutes of fame and wants their picture taken with a very famous actor, the most famous actor probably right now acting. And that, of course, is Zelensky of Ukraine. Now we've got Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen making a surprise visit to today, uh, today, Monday, to Kiev to reinforce the the U.S.'s taxpayers' support for ongoing, unnecessary war-mongering. Photo op time! Thank you very much, dear minister, your team, ambassador. You're very welcome. Thank you. Here is Reuters reporting uh, on this. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen swept in Kiev on Monday on a surprise visit to reaffirm 
reaffirm U.S. support for Ukraine in its struggle against Russia's invasion and promote U.S. economic aid that is bolstering Ukraine's war effort. Yellen met with Zelensky and other government officials just days into the war's second year, repeating U.S. assurances delivered by Joe Biden a week ago in Kiev. America will stand with Ukraine as long as it takes. Yellen, flanked by sandbags at the cabinet minister's office, told Ukrainian prime minister that they will stand for as long as it takes. Shamal, I think that's his name is pronounced, speaking through an interpreter, said the two discussed further U.S. sanctions on Russia aimed at weakening its economy and military and confiscating frozen Russian assets and putting them to the benefit of the recovery of Ukraine. Now, I covered this uh in a previous episode that the ambassador or one of the foreign relations ministers or something from Ukraine says, oh, the spoils of war should go to Ukraine. So we should, we're supposed to be giving them aid, funding the war, and then when we the spoils of war come around, we're supposed to give it to Ukraine and not keep it to reimburse us for... I mean, that would just at least make sense and be fair in a war scenario, but no. Remember when President Trump talked about this, talking about how stupid Obama was that we should bomb the stuff and then when we get ISIS's stuff, we should keep it? Yeah, but this is Joe Biden. These are globalists and this is all a big money laundering scheme. Any money that we take and give to them doesn't stay in the U.S. Treasury. It goes to Ukraine just to be laundered back to the elites in Washington through their offshore accounts and being paid to their family in other ways that are not easily or impossible to trace. Yellen told reporters in a phone briefing that there were still significant legal obstacles to fully seizing the $300 billion in Russian central bank assets frozen by sanctions. Yellen also announced the transfer of the first $1.25 billion from the latest $9.9 billion tranche of economic and budget assistance from Washington. And the bleeding and the robbery continues on and on and on. Okay. I haven't talked much about Wyoming, which is in a far, far place on my list, just in case I don't become a Texan soon. But we've got uh, Representative Harry and, uh, Harriet Hageman over there really going off on Joe Biden and his border. Well, Wyoming is so far away. No, folks, don't you understand? With a porous border and the assault coming in from military-aged men, many of them, some of them, terrorists, criminals, etc. And then Joe Biden transporting those people throughout the continental United States. That makes every border state, except for Hawaii and probably Alaska, a border state. I don't know how Alaska's faring, but I know that the Fed said it's too damn expensive to send people to Hawaii. So Hawaii is one of the border states, one of the states is not a border state by way of how far away they are and how expensive it actually is to send illegal aliens there. So Hagman is now a member of the House Judiciary Committee and she said that because Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas has abdicated his responsibilities, bringing impeachment articles against him is very likely. So I've been reporting on an upcoming and impending impeachment against Mayorkas. I hope it happens soon. Now, of course, it's going to be an impeachment in the House only like they did with President Trump. Some will call this symbolic. It needs to go. It needs to happen. It needs to officially happen. The Republicans need to officially impeach Mayorkas for derelict of duty and for doing the exact opposite of his sworn constitutional duty to protect the homeland. 
quote, I do believe that there's a very, it's very likely that there will be articles of impeachment brought against Mayorkas. As the reason being, he's completely abdicated his responsibilities as the head of the Department of Homeland Security, and he is violating the oath of office that he took to protect this country from enemies, both foreign and domestic. Which really, if you think about it, he has become an enemy, a domestic one. So, that is uh, what we uh, what we have as far as the latest news moving toward impeachment. Okay, Aaron Brockovich. If you haven't seen the movie, it's a good one. Gotta admit, I do enjoy the movie Aaron Brockovich. Julia Roberts' portrayal of Aaron Brockovich and that whole thing that went down. She is using her star power to illuminate the ecological disaster by design, I would dare say, in East Palestine, Ohio, with the controlled burn and the derailment of the uh, Suffolk Southern, or is it Northern Suffolk, or is it Suffolk Northern Line? I'm getting confused. But anyway, we have this uh, natural disaster happening over in Eastern Ohio and Western Pennsylvania. And she is using it uh, to speak out. Just before the weekend, she had gone and toured the schools in the area, which I have reported to you, have drinking fountains on lockdown. Saying, look, you don't have to go any further, in my opinion, than a hundred year study that we all know the miners did for us. It's called the canary in the, mo- in the mine shaft. Send the canary down there. It dies. Might not be good for humans. This is exactly what I said when I reported last week that there was, what is it, 4,000 or 40,000? I can't remember the exact number. Amount of animals dead over there. And the woman whose chickens were dying. You can explain all day long to me that there's nothing wrong, but I see what's going on here. You're not going to gaslight me. I'm hoping that Aaron Brockovich, with her being somewhat of a household name because of the uh, biopic made about her, can force some change. Because the rest of us, when we do it, oh, we're just MAGA, America first, crazy Trumpsters, right-wing conspiracy theorists. But when you have someone that is known to be out there just looking out for people and has been glorified by the Hollywood folks, maybe, just maybe, more can be done, more change can be pushed. We know that President Trump did a great job saying he's going to go out there, going out there, bringing food and cleaning uh, water and cleaning supplies and actually getting FEMA to do something was very strong. We need all the pressure we can for our brothers and sisters out in eastern Ohio and western Pennsylvania. We also need... uh, prayers and help for our brothers and sisters who were protesters and are now political prisoners because of the J6 mess. Please make sure you check out uh, episode 198. By the way, uh, kind of a weird segue or plug for my other show. Please check it out today over on bcpextras.com, therealbcp.com, and on Spotify, bcppodcast.com, and all popular podcast platforms. Okay, I reported the pushback from the Bidens on James Comer and the House Oversight Committee. Today, Monday, uh, he's escalating his investigation into the crime family, the Biden crime mafia family. I'm calling on U.S. Treasury to testify at a hearing on March 10th, Comer announced today. Hopefully, Janet Yellen will make it uh, back in time uh, for that hearing. 
The American people deserve transparency. Treasury's failure to produce requested information related to the Biden family's influence peddling schemes is unacceptable. As we've talked about here, between James and Hunter Biden, they have 150 suspicious activity reports on their accounts. And according to Representative Comer, the Bush administration created banking suspicion activity reports, and these reports are not being ponied up by the Treasury Department when it comes to the investigation into the Biden mafia clan. Now, uh, Bush administration started this as a way for banks to uh, help track foreign money laundering and dangerous terrorist activities. But of course, the laws do not, not supposed to work against people that are part of the machine or the Democratic uh, Party or the deep state or all of the above, of which Joe Biden and as the 10% big guy Don and his brother and son are a part of. And of course, we know that Janet Yellen is not only covering for the Biden crime family by going to Ukraine and laundering more money on their behalf. But she is withholding this information from Congress. Representative Comer has asked the U.S. Treasury to testify uh, in March, as I'm now reporting. Let's see where that goes. Okay, folks, we've got stuff happening with the 2024 elections. Let's get into this. Most Democrats are preferring someone other than Joe Biden to be their nominee in 2024. This is according to a new Fox News survey. The survey asked Democrat primary voters if they believe Biden should be the Democrat nominee in 2024 or if it should be somewhere else, someone else. In this survey, 53% said it should be someone else and over one-third said keep Biden as a nominee, about 37%. Because they like war. They like inflation. They like misery. And they like the fact that there's no more mean tweets from President Trump. The article further added perspective to Biden's figures among the Democrat base, noting that Trump saw far more support from his Republican base at the same time in his presidency as 70%, 72% of Republican voters want to see him as a GOP nominee again in 2020. This was taken uh, last week among registered voters and supposedly has a 4.5% margin of error. Do you guys hear my stomach growling? I hope you don't, because if you do, that's embarrassing. I'm back to my intermittent fasting and my keto diet, which I should never have gone off of in the first place. But I went to Europe and had holidays and what have you. And uh, can't say no to, when you're in France, can't say no to, to, to croissants, to baguettes. Can't say no to pasta when I was in Italy. So there you have it. And for those of you that are following uh, my journey, you're going to be seeing me melt before your eyes. I'm currently pushing almost 170. Probably by summertime, you'll see me back to my normal, more healthy weight of between 145 and 153. I should maybe start a, a channel on how to melt it off in 90 days. I guess by putting it out there, I'm putting it out there. Anywho, I digress there. It's Monday. Happy Monday. Suffice it to say that Trump still has solid Republican support as the support from Democrats of Joe Biden is slipping. 
Also looking at this latest Fox News poll, President Trump is maintaining a double-digit lead. While Fox News polls have not looked kindly on Trump in the in the past, the latest survey shows the 2024 contender leading his closest hypothetical challenger. Or is that challenger hypothetical? We'll get to that in a moment. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis trails President Trump by 15%. Now, I, I think this is kind of troubling that President Trump isn't leading more against DeSantis when DeSantis isn't even officially in the race. Or is he? Here we go. New York Post. Governor Ron DeSantis is moving forward with his aspirations for U.S. president. This past weekend, he held a get-together in Florida with prominent supporters as he gets ready to kick off his presidential campaign. This is coming from the New York Post. Remember, it's a a Rupert Murdoch enterprise, and they have been behind DeSantis and pushing DeSantis for a while now. Here we go. Is Ron off and running? With presidential buzz building, Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis hosted 150 donors and influencers at a Palm Beach retreat this weekend and plans to headline GOP events across the country in the coming weeks. DeSantis, aiming to broadcast his brand well beyond Tallahassee, unveiled a new video at the event touting his Florida blueprint as a political antidote to a deepening nation national uh, melee. Now, folks, Florida blueprint, Florida being the blueprint for Ron DeSantis fixing what's going on in America. He is backed by Paul Ryan at Fox News. I think the Koch brothers want him. I, I really like Ron DeSantis. Would even say I love the work that Ron DeSantis is doing as governor in Florida. Let him continue to do that. And then we can talk about 2028. Because they're going to eat Ron DeSantis alive when he's in there. If he's meeting with these 150 donors and influencers, these are the same establishment people that have pull in D.C., they're going to put him in there and then totally hamper him. We need someone not beholden to these donors. President Trump said it back in 2016 when he when he get that thing when he's when he called low energy bush and there was oh groaning from the people in the audience and and president trump said those are jeb bush's donors right there this is not good news to hear that the establishment donors are getting ready to push ron desantis cuz that means they will own ron desantis if he becomes the gop nominee and or the president The Republican unveiled the spot to backers at the Four Seasons Resort in Palm Beach where an influential mix of high-dollar donors, supportive lawmakers, and conservative commentators were assembled. Now, I'm not happy to see some of the people on this list, one being my senator from Utah, Mike Lee. Also, the great senator Tom Cotton was there, as was Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Dave Rubin was there. Ann Coulter was there. Even libs of TikTok creator Chaya Rachik was there. Now, it doesn't mean that these people are going to be supporting DeSantis over Trump, but I mentioned those names so that if they do, you can say, damn it, I remember BCP, James, 
Senor Liberty, that would be myself, mentioned this back at the very end of February 2023. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis hosts a donor retreat as buzz bills around him as presidential candidate. That was the AFP's reporting of it. Mick Mulvaney, who once served as former President Donald Trump's White House Chief of Staff before jumping ship after the January 6th Capitol event, also was on hand for the Palm Beach gathering. Failure is a choice, DeSantis says, states in his video ad, which draws from his inauguration speech in January. Success is unattainable. Freedom is worth fighting for. That's his new ad. And he's got flashes of Joe Biden, Fauci, Kamala Harris. I don't know if I've showed the ad before. It's been out for a while. So we've got DeSantis out there getting ready, it looks like, to push his Florida blueprint as the blueprint for America. Asserting that Florida has flourished despite a floundering's federal establishment. Some even say that that failure is inevitable. Florida's proof positive that we the people are not destined for failure. Florida is leading the nation. So speculation is building that DeSantis will run for president and polling numbers are showing him growing in support. Key GOP donors have begun piling into the DeSantis corner as of late and he's gained a trio of seven-figure infusions in just this last month. Again, folks, seven-figure sums from key GOP mega donors to DeSantis. Are they going to Are they going to own him? Folks like billionaire libertarian Jeffrey Yass. He gave $2.5 million the last few weeks to DeSantis. We've got Jude Reyes. Huge food and beverage uh, magnate giving to DeSantis. Are these people just largesse or will he be beholden to them like every other politician? I mean, these are people coming out of everywhere. And let's not forget that Ron DeSantis has been running the circuit. He's been giving speeches lately in New York, Chicago, Philadelphia. So we'll see where this leads, folks. But it sure seems like he's running after this last weekend and all the money he's amassed since about the 22nd, the the 21st, 22nd of this month or the last week or so. Boy, do they hate Trump. Boy, do they hate Trump. I've got this great clip here, folks, but I'll leave it for the next edition. I want to end with that, that DeSantis is running and the swamp is behind him. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. You know what? Wait, wait, hold on a second. I've changed my mind. Generally, I would show the clip and then give you my commentary, but why don't I just put the whole clip for you that was released today from President Trump on how he would handle China and his foreign policy, what his plans are. We talked about DeSantis. We're Trump trained. We're voting for Trump. This is what Trump plans on doing. I'll play this clip and then we'll end this episode. 
Joe Biden claims to support American manufacturing, but in reality, he's pushing the same pro-China globalist agenda that ripped the industrial heart out of our country. It ripped us apart. Biden and the globalists support raising taxes on American production. They support more crippling regulations killing American jobs. They support skyrocketing domestic energy costs. And they support massive anti-American multinational agreements that send our wealth and factories overseas. Very simply, the Biden agenda taxes America to build up China. China is the big beneficiary. We cannot let that happen. And just a couple of years ago, it wasn't happening. China paid to the United States hundreds of billions of dollars, and no other president got 10 cents, legitimately 10 cents from China. My agenda will tax China to build up America. The heart of my vision is a sweeping pro-American overhaul of our tax and trade policy to move from the Biden system that punishes domestic producers and rewards outsourcers to a system that rewards domestic production and taxes foreign companies and those who export American jobs. They will be rewarded and rewarded greatly, and our country will benefit. To achieve this goal, we will phase in a system of universal baseline tariffs on most foreign products. On top of this, Higher tariffs will increase incrementally depending on how much individual foreign countries devalue their currency. They devalue their currency to take advantage of the United States, and they subsidize their industries or otherwise engage in trade cheating and abuse. And they do it now like never before. And we had it largely stopped, and it was going to be stopped completely within less than a year. As tariffs on foreign producers go up, taxes on American producers will go down and go down very substantially, and that means a lot of jobs coming in. Not only will this system end our gaping trade deficits, and they are massive right now, and bring back millions of American jobs, it will also bring trillions and trillions of dollars pouring into the United States Treasury from foreign countries that allow us to invest that money in American workers American families, and American communities. This plan will be the linchpin of a new strategic national manufacturing initiative that builds on my historic success in ending NAFTA, which was a tremendous thing, a tremendous achievement. Nobody thought it could be done. And we did USMCA, US, Mexico, Canada, and it was an incredible thing. But we're also going to end other unfair trade deals, and we'll end them quickly. In addition, as a matter of both economic and national security, I will implement a bold series of reforms to completely eliminate dependence on China in all critical areas. We will revoke China's most favored nation trade status and adopt a four-year plan to phase out all Chinese imports of essential goods, everything from electronics to steel to pharmaceuticals. This will include strong protections to ensure China cannot circumvent restrictions by passing goods through conduit countries, countries that don't make a product, but all of a sudden they're selling a lot of product. It comes right through China, right out of China, and right into our country. We will also adopt new rules to stop U.S. companies from pouring investments into China, 
and to stop China from buying up America, allowing all of those investments that clearly serve American interests. We're not going to allow bad things to happen to our country anymore, and we will eliminate federal contracts for any company that outsources to China. Biden will never get the job done. He is weak on China because the corrupt Biden family has received millions and millions of dollars from entities tied to the Chinese Communist Party. Everybody knows that. They try and hide it, and the fake news doesn't want to talk about it. Biden's pro-China economic program puts America last, and it's killing our country. My cutting-edge trade agenda will revitalize our economy by once again putting America first. And by the way, we'll get along very well with China. And you know what the reason is? They'll respect us again like they did just two years ago. We will quickly become a manufacturing powerhouse like the world has never seen before. Thank you very much. I want to end with that. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Please don't forget to check out our other show that we have on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's called uh, The BCP Report. I realize that I haven't plugged it. Go over to bcpreport.com or click down below. The links to, uh, to, to that show are there, as are the links to where you can catch my other show, BCP Unfiltered, which you can catch by, uh, by going over to therealbcp.com or going over to bcpextras.com or catching our show uh, as a podcast at bcppodcast.com. You can also watch this show, the BCP podcast show called Open Source News. You can watch it on YouTube. You can also watch the video of it on Spotify. You can also watch BCP Unfiltered on Spotify. And all this, pro all our programming is also available as podcast format on all of the popular podcast platforms. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless. We'll be back with more news. Hang tight.